When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 103, Rob Parker. Welcome to a special all-star edition of Inside the Parker. I'm your host, Rob Parker, from Cleveland. And we have a great show for you this week. C.C. Sabathia, the Yankee left-hander, will uh, stop by and talk to us about his career, his moment at the All-Star game. Also, Joel Sherman, longtime New York Post baseball columnist and MLB network analyst. That plus much more coming your way. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. People are always talking about the demise of baseball, how baseball doesn't have stars, and how the baseball is drying up because they don't have the same stars that maybe the NFL and NBA has. And I'm here to tell you that it's just not the case. Baseball is going through a transition, and we saw it last night at the All-Star Game. There were 36 first-time All-Stars participating in the game, 17 from the National League, 19 from the American League. And you know what? That's the highest total of first-timers since 2003, and in that game it featured 39 such stars. So there is a transition going on. There are new stars, and nothing was better than 
it being on display when we saw the home run derby and we saw the championship where you had two rookie players, Vlad Guerrero Jr. from Toronto and, of course, Pete Alonzo from the New York Metropolitan. Yes. So those two squared off and Alonzo got it done and won the home run derby. So there are stars there, and there are a lot of stars who didn't even come to the All-Star game because they didn't make it this year. Aaron Judge, a fan favorite, was not at the All-Star game. Manny Machado, having a great year in San Diego, was not at the All-Star game. Bryce Harper with the Phillies, who moves the needle in Major League Baseball, was not NOT at the All-Star game. Also... Giancarlo Stanton from the Yankees, hurt almost all year, not at the All-Star game. Fernando Tatis Jr., another big-time star, not at the All-Star game. So there are stars. They're all over the place in MLB America. It's just about taking time for the transition to take, for people to get to know these guys more, for these guys to develop. So baseball's future is bright. There are so many young stars in baseball right now. You have to be excited about it. Number two. It's official. The NBA Slam Dunk Contest is officially dead. Make no mistake about it. That's right. MLB's Home Run Derby is a skilled competition that is must-see TV now, and it's not even close. That's right. The show put on Monday night at Progressive Field was one for the ages. You could not have watched it and not thought to yourself that you watched an epic breath and speech taken event. Sure, there's still talk about the ball being juiced, and that's why the ball is flying out of America's ballparks at an historic pace. But this isn't all about that. It's not. It's about Major League Baseball players flexing their muscles and competing on a grand stage for all of us to see. It didn't hurt that there was a million dollars at stake as the prize money for the last man standing, and the script couldn't have been written any better in Hollywood. That's right. Two rookies, both who are uh, two of the biggest stars of the future in the game, squared off in the finals and put on a show most won't soon forget. The Mets' Pete Alonso defeated the Blue Jays' Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 23-22 to claim the home run derby crowd. And it might have been the greatest home run derby we've ever seen. And that's not just being a prisoner of the moment. It just seemed that way, or at least felt that way, as we watched it. Even Magic Johnson, who knows a little something about the NBA All-Star Games, he chimed in on Twitter saying... I witnessed the most exciting home run derby in Major League history. Thank you, Magic. I couldn't have said it any better. Number three. When you take a look at the second half of the baseball season, there's one division that jumps out to me and a division that I think will be up for grabs and it'll be very interesting to see how it finally plays out. Think about it. The Chicago Cubs lead the NL Central by a half a game over Milwaukee. Milwaukee's going to be in the mix. St. Louis is only two games out. Pittsburgh's only two and a half games out. And Cincinnati, which uh, got off to a terrible start, has bounced back. And Cincinnati's only four and a half games out of first place. So when you take a look, the NL Central will be so interesting as we play out the second half 
of the Major League Baseball season. The other part, too, is what's going to happen at the trade deadline because it's a hard new trade deadline, July 31st. Those are the only moves you can make. There are no other trade you know, uh, situations where like, we have to go through the waivers and all that. It's a hard, fast July 31st, so this will be interesting. Fasten your seatbelts when we talk about the National League Central. It's going to be a wild one. I want to think that the Cubs are going to win. I'm not sure. Milwaukee last year was a juggernaut. They're right there. St. Louis is always good. Pittsburgh with some young hitters is there. And Cincinnati pulling up the rear, but not that far out. NL Central will be the destination to follow come the second half of the baseball season. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, let's welcome to the Inside the Parker podcast here in Cleveland at the All-Star Game, Mr. C.C. Sabathia. C.C., tell me about the reaction you had when you left Cleveland and were traded away. Was was that tough for a young player? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, at the time I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. It was, you know, it was a tough time getting traded from here. Um, I remember crying like crazy that whole night and just not wanting to leave. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and I was like, you know, there's a team that don't want you, but then there's a team on the other side that wants you in a good spot. And, you know, I flew to Milwaukee and I got there and I felt like I had been there 10 years. You know, Prince Fielder was there. My best friend Dave Risky was there. Um, you know, Ricky Weeks, you know, Bill. Uh, Billy Hall. So it was just a good group of guys that um, had a chance to win, and I wanted to be a part of it. CeCe, what about the game now? Seems like there's a ton of young players and stars. Do you like where the game is now, and uh, who's left driving the car? Oh, it's definitely in a good spot. I mean, just, I mean, the young stars that, that can play and they have flair. And that's what I like. You know, uh, the slogan this year was let the kids play. And, you know, I love the passion and, and uh, the flair that some of these guys play with now. And, I, and, and uh, you know, hopefully that continues to, you know, let guys develop that way and just let them be themselves out on the field. And um, we continue to get some good baseball. Tell me about this experience for you and being here and being honored in Cleveland and what it means to you. Um, no, it's an incredible experience. Um, you know, just being here, just, you know, when Alice called me and, th- you know, just had me considered to be able to come here, um, you know, I was just honored, you know, just like I I never thought about myself in this light, I guess, and to have MLB, you know, want to recognize me and, you know, bring me here to the All-Star game is is incredible, and it's just uh, awesome for my family. We're all excited and uh, to be back where it all started, so it's good. Are you uh, feeling sympath- you know, uh, sentimental and all that? Have you started just thinking about your career, where you've been, what you've done, all that stuff? Yeah, getting here today was, you know, just sentiment- sentimental, just thinking about, you know, I mean, I started here. You know, I pulled up here, you know, around this time, you know, 21 years ago. I was 17 years old and, you know, didn't know what, what the future was going to hold and to be able to be here now, 20, you know, 19 years later in the big leagues uh, is amazing. Do you feel like you, you did everything you wanted to do? Obviously, you won a championship. You know what I mean? And all the other stuff. But do you feel like, man, I put it all out there and it was rewarding or things that maybe? It's, it was definitely rewarding. And, and uh, I wouldn't change anything. You know, it's been uh, it's been a hell of, an, hell of an experience. It's been, you know, ups and downs, good and bad. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything. The only thing I, I wish I would have done was win a championship here in Cleveland. Um, but to get a ring in New York and win with that team was uh, incredible. What is that like? People always say that winning in New York is there's nothing like it. I remember Cecil Fielder told me when he, you know, finally won a championship and what it was like, and being with the Yankees in that organization. Do you feel? lucky or blessed to be there yeah for sure i mean it's, you know people say that you know it's, it's nothing like winning a championship in new york but you know you don't really know what that means until you get there and, and understand what you know how much of a sports town that is and and uh 
it's kind of like the epicenter of everything. So um, to win and with the, when, the, when the pinstripes feels good. And what about this team, this Yankee team? How have you guys been able to do it with all the injuries? I mean, it's it's really amazing when you think of where you guys are as you head into the second half. I think it's just, you know, we just always adopted the next man up. You know, um, whoever, um, you know, goes down, we you know, we're confident we have the depth that the guy can step in and, and kind of fill in and, and, uh, and pick him up. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. FS1's Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What you got for us today, Anthony? All right, Rob, let's talk about home runs. And not just because there were precisely 348 more homers hit in the first half this season than in any other first half in big league history. Watching Pete Alonso and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. duke it out in last night's home run derby made me wonder about home run distance. Now, since the advent of StatCast in 2015, we've been able to see who hits the biggest dingers in baseball. And last night, there were routinely home runs that travel well over 450 feet. Now, the last couple of seasons, only a few players have even hit a home run that was measured at 500 feet or more. That was the Rangers' Nomar Mazzara and the Rockies' Trevor Story checking in at 505 feet. Now, spaced out over a whole season, however, average home run distance is much lower, with about 420 feet on average, being a pretty impressive feat. Now, in the StatCast era, the highest average homer distance of anybody with at least 10 homers is the aforementioned Mazzara this season, an average of 428 feet per home run in 2019. Now, anybody with 20-plus home runs in that stretch, the Rockies' Carlos Gonzalez averaged 427 feet on his 25 home runs back in 2016. Now, Mickey Mantle may have hit a 565-foot home run in 1953, but that was before we had the data to back it up. Long live the age of information. JR, is it foul or fair to say that the home run derby at Progressive Field on Monday was the greatest ever? That's foul. That is a foul ball. This was a classic home run derby in the sense that Junior Guerrero held up his end of the bargain and hit 91 dingers and a record 29 in the first round. Problem is, he ran out of gas and he didn't win, just like in 2008. When Josh Hamilton hit all those Yankee Stadium homers, but Justin Marneau won the event. Lad let Alonzo steal his shine, same way he's been doing all season. If Vlad closed the deal, of course it would be the best. He was clubbing. My favorite, pick any Ken Griffey Jr.'s three titles, 94, 98, or 99, when neither the player nor the ball was juiced. To this day, nothing tops when Griffey hits the warehouse just past the right field seat in Camden Yards. Fasten your seatbelt. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Here comes Parker's top three MLB teams this week. Number three. The Atlanta Braves. I know people are going to have a heart attack that I'm skipping over the Twins and the Astros, but the Astros have suffered through a rough month into the All-Star break with some pitching injuries. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves as a number three team. Freddie Freeman has been a monster. What a first half. 309, 23 home runs, 68 RBIs. And think about this. The Braves 54-37 and at the All-Star break, plus they went out and got... Dallas Keuchel to add to their rotation. The Braves are serious, good young stars, and a stud pitcher who has been there, done that. Number two. The Los Angeles Dodgers. What else can you say about the Dodgers? What a first half. 
60 and 32 record. Um, look at what they have pitching, hitting, everything except if you want to point and say they have one thing not going well, maybe the bullpen still needs to be shored up. But 60 and 32 in the first half. Um, Cody Bellinger with a unforgettable first half for the Dodgers. Uh, pitching has been through the roof as far as starting pitching. They have all that stuff locked up. The Dodgers are running away with the NL West. They will win the division for the seventh year in a row. It's about whether or not they can win the World Series. They still need bullpen help, but they're the number two team. Number one. The New York freaking Yankees, yes indeed. I know the Dodgers have more wins, but when you consider all the injuries that they didn't get, one inning of pitching from their ace, Luis Severino, it's incredible where the Yankees are. Judge has less than 10 home runs. Giancarlo Stanton has one home run, and they're 57-31 and 31 through the first half. That's incredible. It doesn't even make sense how good the New York Yankees have been, how everybody else has picked up the slack. And uh, Gary Sanchez, another one, has been a big part of the turnaround for the Yankees. So the Yankees are the number one team going into the second half. And I'm going to make this prediction. Yankees-Dodgers World Series. First time since the 80s. I think both teams, if the Yankees pick up a starter and the Dodgers pick up a reliever, that these two teams could make it an epic World Series. Take out the papers in the trash. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball. This week's winner comes from Satin Lee underscore 86. Here's a switch. He's trashing the NBA and the NFL. Basketball and football are my favorite sports hands down. But the home run derby is definitely better than the dunk contest. (laughs) He's our winner this week. If you want to be a winner, all you have to do is hit us up at Rob Parker FS1. And the winner will receive a new era snapback hat. So hit us up on at Rob Parker FS1. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday. Each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. 
We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Let's welcome into the podcast Joel Sherman, baseball columnist for the New York Post. Been at the New York Post 30 years and, of course, MLB Network as well. Joel, welcome to the podcast. It's good seeing you, Rob. I mean, it's good seeing a guy who I've known for 30 years. So it's great to be here at the All-Star Game with you. No doubt. I want to talk about the second half of the season, expectations, Let's start with uh, teams, Dodgers, Yankees. Is that a possibility? These two teams have been unbelievable in the first half. Do you like these teams or not? I do. I think both have work to do this month. Uh, I think the Dodgers have to and will find a, a relief pitcher. I think the Yankees have to and will find a starting pitcher. The question is, are they the right guys? Uh, you know, the starting pitching market is not great right now in the trade. At the, you know how it's setting up for the trade deadline. 
Um, I do think there's a couple of elite teams, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers. Um, I thought the Cubs were going to be part of that. So far, they're foundering around and not able to uh, get there. Uh, But, you know, strange things happen in the postseason, Rob. Uh, You know, short series, uh, the ball bounces wrong and things go crazy. But if I I was a betting man right now, I think the Yankees-Dodgers have as good a chance as anything. What about, you talked about the trading deadline. It's changed now, baseball. 31st. This is it. There's no other second and third and all these other things where guys could wait and see. Do you expect a lot of action on uh, July 31st? I do. Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager, described it like a test, like it's pencils down on July 31st. There's no trying to fix it again after that, really. Uh, No uh, waiver trades in August. Uh, That's the new rule. Uh, I think there's so many teams that think, especially in the National League, they have a shot at least a wild card, that they'll be active. The problem is, as you run your fingers over the bad team's rosters, there's not a ton of difference makers who are going to be available this July. Those teams are bad for a very specific reason. They miss real difference makers and or they don't want to make their few difference makers available. So I think you're going to have a situation where there's a lot of teams that want to improve and the question is are there the personnel to really improve? Some Some teams will make the most of it and I expect it to be busy because of the National League crowding. Talk about uh, Pete Alonso with the Mets, who's had an unbelievable rookie year. 30 home runs at the break. Uh, can he keep this up the second time around? I know he's been around a couple of times, but, you know, in the second half, will he be able to keep up what he's been able to do? Well, I'll say that he likes bright lights in Big City. Uh, he has embraced it. He seems to want to be a Met. He seems to want to hit in big spots. Uh, this has not been a bright spot year for the Mets. It's pretty much him and Jeff McNeil, his fellow All-Star, plus a little bit of Jacob DeGrom, who's also at the All-Star game, and then very little else to like about the team. So if you're thinking about the Mets post-All-Star, post-trade deadline, I'm sure one of the few things that could keep the the fans interested is uh, Alonzo hunting down the team record, which is 41 homers. I think it's Todd Hundley and Carlos Baerga. Then once he does that, he's only 11 away already at the break can he get to 50 and then once you get to 50 what else is possible so it's one of the few things that a med fan uh could be interested in the rest of the year you see the yankees a lot tell me about them and what they've been able to do i mean when you consider all the guys on the injured list and they're only a couple of games away from the dodgers who have been unbelievable when you think about it and what they've done how have they been able to hold this together? And and I've been saying on this podcast, Joel, they're the best team in baseball because somehow they've been able to win with what they have and they still have more coming. Yeah, they've done a great – their player personnel and their development and whatever their analytics are doing to help guys um, find the best of themselves. Uh, you know, Gio Urshela, Cameron Mabin are like knock-around guys who have been invaluable to the team. Mabin's on the injured list now, but Urshela is a regular player. He's helped transform not just their offense, where he's been much better than expected, but he's always been a good defensive player, and him and LeMayu in particular really changed the infield defense, which wasn't great 
great in the past and is much better this year. They hit a ton of homers. Their bullpen, for the most part, has been really good. The question is, you know, starting pitching. They Their ace, Luis Severino, you know, they're in first place by a, by a nice little gap here. They haven't gotten an inning from their ace, Luis Severino. They haven't gotten an inning from the guy who was going to pitch the eighth inning, Dellen Batanzas. They've gotten hardly any at-bats from Giancarlo Stanton this year. Uh, nothing from Andujar, Miguel Andujar, who finished second second in the Rookie of the Year last year. Again, Urshela has filled in there. LeMay has filled in. They found people to fill in. You know, Aaron Judge missed half the first half. You know, they missed really big pieces. Their depth is impressive. Their culture is impressive where they keep, uh, you know, winning regardless. One guy who has been impressive for a bounce back year because he had a bad year was Gary Sanchez. And not only the home runs, Joel, I've seen him, monster home runs. He's gotten better behind the plate, not nearly as many pass balls. Tell me about his play. Yeah, I I think on both sides of the ball, he's been much better. Uh, There's a moment where the Yankees stuck to their guns in the offseason. There were a lot of people, and I would say I was one of those people, who thought they should find a way to maybe redirect Sanchez someplace else, maybe to get some players to help them. He had JT Real Muto, who I felt was a much better all-around catcher, and he's at the All-Star game here in his first year in Philadelphia. Uh, And yet Sanchez has been a power force again. I also think that when he's swing is balanced. He's not just a power guy. He's just a flat-out really good hitter. And his defense... Look, he's always had some real strengths as a defender. He can throw. His release and his, the power of his arm is as good as anyone in the sport. And the pitchers have always liked how he's called the game. Uh, the question was about blocking. And this year, it has moved from atrocious to probably slightly below average to average, which is a gigantic leap for him. And it's just something that's not weighing on his mind. I thought his offense was impacted last year because he was embarrassed about what was happening to him defensively. His name is Joel Sherman. You see him on MLB Network and you read him in the New York Post. A friend of mine. I appreciate you. I'm glad to do this, Rob. Let's do it every 30 years. Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Track three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. The reason baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL is simple. It's what the Major League Baseball did for pitcher CC Sabathia, inviting him to the All-Star game in his final season for him to get a tribute in front of his fans in Cleveland where it all started and where his career started. It's an amazing thing to be able to honor a guy who's given so much, done so much for the game, who cares about the game. We know CC Sabathia wears a Yankee uniform, but it all started right here in Cleveland. And that's, that's the great part. It's not often in a sport that you'll see this. It reminds me of when Derek Jeter was honored at Fenway Park when he was retiring. And, and they hated Derek Jeter and the Yankees, all the Red Sox fans, but they gave him a standing ovation. Same goes here in Cleveland with CC Sabathia. He wears the pinstripes, but it doesn't matter. This is where his career started 19 years ago. And remember the championship he never was able to win in Cleveland and the one he won in New York. But it's hard to ever not think about where you got started, where it all began, the journey that you took from years and years and years. And for baseball to put CC front and center and not let this moment go by without him getting the ovation and the attention from the place he started would have been a mistake. And instead, baseball capitalized on it. 
I don't think you see this in the NBA. I know you don't see this in the NFL. This is why Major League Baseball is better than those two sports. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.